Hey, Braves fans, welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I am George McNair. Well, here we are, uh, the Braves. i got to be honest, I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated with this team right now. It's kind of like a here we go again. You know, it was great, of course, that the Braves won the World Series last year, but much of the first half of the regular season last year was incredibly frustrating. Uh, many of you will remember just the back-and-forth nature of that team. They could not get anything going. They couldn't string together any kind of win streak. Uh, and it was just honestly a, a lot of mediocrity for the first um, first half of the season for the Braves. And then, of course, they caught fire. And, and uh, they, they started doing things in the second half of last season that they weren't doing in the first half. And uh, they kind of solved a lot of their issues. Well, it seems like they're back to those ways. And, and I don't know why it seems now that the Braves uh, are, are dedicated to starting slow. And, you know, we we can hope that this season is going to go like last season, uh, that they'll figure things out, they'll, they'll catch fire, and uh, they'll just steamroll from there. But, you know, that is certainly not guaranteed, and it is not um, a way I think you want to bank on. You don't want to bank on that happening uh, because there are, you know, more often than not, teams that start slow um, are not going to necessarily, uh, you know, finish with a head of steam like the Braves did last year. Last year's team in many ways, I mean, it was its, its own team. It was unique. Um, it had guys on the team that are not on the team anymore. And so I, I don't think we can assume that this season is going to go that way. Now, I don't want to be a downer. I'm not saying it can't happen. But um, if this continues to happen for as long as it did last season, I think that's when you really get concerned about what uh, what this team might do. So I do want to jump into some of the struggles that the team is having and you know maybe where they can go uh, for some um, some improvement. But before we do that, let's let's just look at some recent Braves news, what's been happening over the last um, week or so. You know, of course, the Braves did split uh, their their first matchup with the New York Mets in New York, that four game series. On the surface, you kind of think, well, uh, you know, splitting four games with the Mets, who are playing uh, as well as any team in baseball, going to New York and splitting those games, that's pretty good. Uh, and I think that's fair. But nonetheless, uh, you had a couple games in the doubleheader day. Uh, the Braves lost both of those games, and you kind of felt like um, just for whatever reason, the bats went totally silent other than a Matt Olson home run, three-run homer. And, you know, it just leaves you scratching your head as to why this team, uh, just for certain days, um, certain games, just cannot seem to score runs. And then, you know, of course, in the last game of the series, they score nine runs and, and uh, had a, a nice uh, seven-run inning where things just started to finally click and go right. This team has really struggled with runners in scoring position in, in that inning for whatever reason. Uh, they kind of figured it out for a short period of time. Uh, but they come back home, and they, you know, now they have a, a really tough matchup against the Milwaukee Brewers, another really good team. This this is a tough stretch for the Braves. So for a team that's uh, not clicking in all cylinders, this is going to be a challenge uh, to find their footing against the Brewers. Uh, you got other couple, you have a, another couple uh, tough teams coming uh, into Atlanta after the Brewers and the Red Sox, who actually don't have a great record, but um, you know, playing a tough division and have a lot of talent. Uh, and then the Padres again, who the Braves split 
with the Padres in San Diego, but they're also playing well. So these are some tough, tough games. And in tonight's game, uh, in which we have Max Fried going against Corbin Burns, is just another example. We know from that playoff series last year that the Brewers have tremendous pitching. Um, and, you know, Lauer pitched great last night. Uh, the lefty Lauer, who maybe doesn't get as much pub as, as some of the other Brewers pitchers, but he was good and, and for the most part shut down the Braves throughout most of that game. Burns tonight, um, he is a strikeout machine, and the Braves struggle with that. So it's going to be quite the challenge, but maybe Freed, if he comes out, uh, maybe he can shut down the Brewers, who don't have the best offense either. But yeah, the Braves dropped the first game um, against the Brewers last night. Uh, Snitker used Chavez uh, as the opener, and I am not a big fan of this. I don't really understand. Uh, I understand the opener, and it's, at times I think it is worthwhile. I don't really understand why Snitker chose to do this when it was pretty clear to everybody that Spencer Strider was going to get the ball in this game. I really... Um, it kind of leaves me scratching my head is why would you not just give Strider um, the chance to start the game, you know, start it fresh. Um, obviously, if you're starting the game, you you were starting with, um, you know, no runs on the board. Unfortunately, Chavez came out and gave up two runs in the first inning, and then Strider came in. He looked really good. Um, he hasn't been stretched out quite enough to give them, uh, you know, maybe five or six innings yet. But I would, you know, he's been, other than maybe one outing, he's been very good this year for the Braves. And I would just like Snicker to stop bringing him out of the bullpen, let him start. Uh, the fifth starter spot for the Braves has been kind of a black hole so far this year. So why not let Strider take his shot now? So I, I would like that to happen. I, in fact, I would not be surprised if that happened uh, the next time he goes out. But we'll see. Uh, Acuna did have his first home run of the year, and it was kind of a comical one as he, I don't know if you saw it, but as he crushed the ball to center field, he, the ball went 450 feet, and uh, he fell down after the swing. So, um, And not just like go to a knee, but he like fell down on his butt. So I don't, I don't know what was happening there. Um, maybe it's just been a while since he hit one in game and he kind of forgot what to do. But anyways, yeah, he... He hit the home run. It's good to see Ronald, um, you know, put one on the board like that. And, uh, you know, hopefully that is the first of many, and he can hit a hot streak. The Braves' offense could certainly use that. Matzik continues to struggle. He came out of the bullpen, gave up some runs, and, uh, you know, it was kind of the writing was on the wall at that point for the Braves. So, you know, they lose that game 6-3. to three. Uh, If you give up six runs to the Brewers, you're probably going to lose the game. That's just how it is. Um, so that's what's going on kind of, you know, the last, uh, few games for the Braves, uh, a very encouraging, um, bit of news came up for the Braves An update on Mike Soroka seems like his, uh, rehab is continuing to go well. Basically no bad news is good news. Um, encouraging report on him that he will soon be cleared to complete defensive drills. Uh, so he's been throwing off the mound for some time, uh, it sounds like. And so defensive drills, obviously, you're, you're starting to use those legs a little bit more. And hopefully that, uh, that Achilles that he has injured and re-injured is holding, uh, holding firm and is going to uh, be good to go there. Achilles are such a scary injury, and, and having him have uh, two separate injuries on that kind of back-to-back, -back, uh, the first 
surgery basically was not successful. So him coming back would be awesome. Uh, I think I mentioned this. Soroka is really my, my favorite Braves pitcher. It's amazing what the Braves have been able to do since he's been out. Um, and if he could re-enter that pitching staff, and even if he's not quite the old Mike Soroka yet, even if he came in and was a solid you know, third or fourth starter uh, for the team by the end of the season, that would be awesome. Um, and I think it would be a big uplift for the Braves. So the timetable for Soroka that they're saying, and of course these things can change. They're going to be very, I think, very uh, cautious with Soroka. Uh, but they're saying after the All-Star break, that does make a lot of sense um, just time-wise. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that would be a, a big lift. This team might be in need of a big lift. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll look for that. I'm, I'm very, very hopeful that Soroka can get back on the mound and be a part of this team. Another bit of small news, Kirby Yates. You might remember the Braves signed him over the offseason. Uh, he's coming off a of Tommy John surgery. And so they knew this, but he will not be available until July or August. But basically the news is just everything seems to be going according to schedule. No setbacks as of yet. And if you don't know anything about Kirby Yates, there was a time period of about three years where he was arguably the best closer in baseball. So this guy, if you add him, and again, you don't know exactly what you're getting back this season. Um, and I think in many ways the Braves kind of added him for next year which is an interesting signing in and of itself. But um, I think that's really encouraging. And maybe maybe he comes back quickly and is, is a guy that you can really lean on for the postseason if the Braves can get there. So Yates seems to be coming uh, as well. Uh, a little bit of update uh, down on the farm for the Braves. Um, Drew Waters came back. Uh, he's the Braves' number three prospect, a really talented center fielder, um, switch hitter. He's got some holes in his swing. He, got, he has some swing and miss, but he has a lot of talent. Um, and he had a very impressive return. His first game back to AAA, he went four for four with a home run, uh, I think on the first pitch that he saw, and then three singles as well. Uh, so showing what he's capable of doing. Uh, the, the problem uh, that you'll hear about Drew Waters is uh, there's a lot of swing and miss, and he doesn't draw all that many walks. So... Um, you know, hopefully he can um, he can improve on that. I think because he um, he just came back to AAA because he was he had some injury. I think he had a hamstring issue uh, that kind of got him during spring training. And so I don't think he is an option anytime soon. I think the Braves are going to want to see him uh, at least for a little while have some success at AAA. And then Michael Harris, I mentioned this guy quite a bit. Uh, I love Michael Harris. I'm really hopeful for him, and he continues to play well. Uh, he continued. He only went one for six uh, in his last game, uh, but that continued his 25-game on-base streak to begin the season. I'm going to get into him a little bit more uh, in this podcast as well, but Harris continues to play solidly at, at AA, um, and we will see if he will stay at double A um, much longer as he's had a lot of success early this season. All right. Well, you know, the, the thing I want to get into next is uh, the Braves pitching and particularly their starting pitching as it seems to have begun to solidify. I'm kind of encouraged by uh, the Braves starters um, and where this team seems to be going with their starting pitching. So, you know, really from the beginning, uh, Kyle Wright has been the guy. He's been the most consistent. Uh, he did take the loss in New York 
um, the other day. That was the three to nothing loss. It was one of the one of the doubleheader games. Uh, he looked a little shaky early, but he was able to um, uh, to right the ship. I, I did not mean to make that terrible pun, but he did he did do that. And um, and then Freed, after one or two kind of not super great starts, has really been very good um, over la- over his last three or four. And he again he goes tonight. So these guys have really anchored the starting staff. Uh, Ian Anderson has not been incredibly impressive, but I would say in his last few starts he has been solid. Maybe not spectacular, but solid. And you know until he gets a little more efficient uh, with his fastball, especially, I, I think that's basically the pitcher he's going to be. Um, if he can start to spot his fastball more consistently, I think that turns him from a you know maybe third or fourth starter into more of a a top level guy i mean if you watch anderson it's just every you know every maybe third fastball will find uh find the zone and it's just not good uh you know he works off of that he needs the fastball to at least be decent because his you know his changeup is elite um his curveball is pretty good um but if if you can eliminate the fastball, then you can just sit on that changeup because you know it's coming. And I think you, you've seen that some in his previous starts. Uh, so, you know, once that fastball really starts to get a little more consistent for him, I think he, he goes up the ranks. But at the very least, he's been able to keep the Braves in, in games over his last few starts. Charlie Morton, to me, is really the linchpin for this team. He's the, he's the key. Uh, and he has not been good so far this season. That is, that is very obvious to see. Um, but I will say there were some encouraging signs to me in the second half of his his start the other day. Um, you know, he he still allowed. I think he allowed five runs in that game. But he was able to kind of uh, also right the ship uh, in in his start and um, kind of stay in it. I think he ended up getting through five innings, but. But you know, throwing a lot more, um, a lot more strikes, and working again, also working off that fastball to get to his elite curveball, and so I'm really hope, hoping uh, and very interested to see what Morton looks like next, next start if he can get things going. And um, you know, it's it's unfortunately been a pretty big struggle for him so far this season. You don't necessarily expect that for you know such a veteran, but nonetheless. Um, if he can get it going and be much more consistent, then I think this totally changes the, the outlook of the Braves uh, pitching staff. I mentioned the encouraging update on Soroka. You can really start to, to see where the pitching staff could be by the end of the year uh, if you know Freed, Wright, Anderson, and Morton are all going relatively strong. And then you also have Spencer Strider. And I mentioned Strider uh, a little bit ago. But, you know, Snicker, just please let this guy start. Give him I, – I don't mind how they have used him in the beginning of the season. They basically brought him in in long uh, relief situations with very little stress. Um, typically, it's games that they're out of it and they're bringing him in. Um, I don't know why necessarily they, they're only bringing him in in non-stressful situations. Seems to me with a young pitcher, you kind of want to, to test him a little bit. Uh, in in some you know tougher moments, but but nonetheless, I really think it's time. Let this guy who can throw a hundred, literally hundred one miles an hour, 
and has also has a wipeout slider. Let this guy do his thing, see what he can do, uh, see what he's capable of, and um, I think it's time. So, so if he steps into you know and continues to have some success, um, you can really see that the Braves starting pitching is not the problem. Now, what is <laughs> what is the problem for the Braves right now? Who again are a disappointing twelve and sixteen? Well. Uh, to me, it's obvious that the problem is the offense. Um, the offense at times will show up, but actually I think more often than not is not showing up. Uh, I, I personally think that this is mostly about uh, a very poor approach at the plate. Um, if, you, if you watch this team pretty much across the board, you see guys pulling off of off-speed pitches um, they're not staying up the middle. They're not staying uh, the other way. Um, you know, I not to not to bring his name up all the time, but you know, one thing I really appreciate about Freddie Freeman, and they talked about this a lot on on the Braves broadcast over the years, was how as a lefty he would always try to shoot the ball. He would concentrate on shooting the ball over the shortstop's head, line drives that direction, and I think as hitters that's very helpful to have that. Um, in mind of, of staying inside the ball, letting it travel a little bit more. This allows you to not get too far out um, in front of off-speed pitches. Uh, you might occasionally foul off a, a fastball that you're not on, uh, but big league hitters can time fastballs and they can, you know, they can make that make that adjustment. So I think that's basically what's happening: is a Braves team that is very home run. Uh, heavy already, you know, a lot of power hitters. Uh, they are just not, uh, they do not have a good approach to the plate right now. And that is particularly true and obvious with a couple guys. Marcelo Zuna has really struggled after a pretty good start to the year for the first week or so. He's really struggled. And then Adam Duvall, more than any of them, uh, has just been really, really bad. He actually had a decent last game against New York that was kind of encouraging, but, you know, one game is not going to take away. Uh, the struggles that he's clearly had to start the year, uh, pretty much swinging at everything and pulling off of every off-speed pitch. You know, if you're going to just swing and swing and swing uh, at off-speed pitches, why would a pitcher ever um, ever throw you a fastball? And, you know, the Braves uh, and most big league hitters can hit a fastball, and they need to get into good counts, uh, good fastball counts where, you know, pitchers are going to be stressed and you know make mistakes and that sort of thing and it's just simply has not been the case that the Braves are constantly in uh, they're constantly behind the count you know it's it's 0 and 1 0 and 2 1 and 2 all the time and uh, you know you're, you're not going to be successful over a long period of time against uh, really good pitchers like that they're they're pressing um, you know swinging at at balls uh, they're not patient at the plate uh, you know, and is this every every hitter? No, I, you know, there's a couple that I'm going to mention here in a minute that I think are exceptions. But for the most part, you see, you know, in any given night, maybe six out of the nine guys in the lineup uh, have have poor approaches. Um, and, you know, that particularly is obvious and carries over with their situational hitting. Um, you know, how many times have we seen the Braves get you know, first and second, nobody out, and don't score a run. And a lot of times it's that next guy up who has a totally fruitless at bat, usually a strikeout, um, and, you know, nothing happens. So you might get first and second, then you get a strikeout. Um, 
then maybe you get the guy the runners over um second or third two outs and then next guy strikes out and there's nothing you know the the braves need to be able to put the bat on the ball a little more consistently and particularly change their approach a little bit when when runners are on i'm not saying choke up and you know totally take away the home run opportunities but but again their their approach is, has been really poor so far this season so let me dive into the numbers just a little bit i want to look at uh, 2022 the current season so far compared to 2021 and of course 2021 as we know you can almost break it down into two seasons as there were so many struggles in that first half compared to the second half but i'm still going to give you the full season numbers for the braves in 2021 compared to 2022 so these are a few that i just picked out so let's start with batting average team batting average uh, for 2021 was 244 now that in and of itself was not um, elite uh, but it did end up being 12th in the major leagues um, you know and of course uh, I didn't do this but if you if you cut that also just like post all-star break I guarantee you that was much much higher and it probably was pretty elite um, at that uh, so currently for 2022 the Braves have a uh, meager batting average of 223 223 is 24th in the league 24th uh, is is not where you want to be now if you're 24th in the league and a lot of these other numbers are are higher then you know you can make up for that uh, but as we're going to see so far it's not the case so on base percentage in 2021 was 319 which also was 12th in the league but currently in 2022 the braves are at a 297 on base percentage good for 21st in the league um so not not getting on base at all uh whether you're talking about walks or uh getting getting some base hits um you know this is not good stuff i, I hear a good bit of um of other analysts talking about the braves hard hit rate which is pretty good they're they're one of the better teams in the league with hard hit rate now i don't have those numbers for you but i will say you know that's great when the braves hit it they hit it hard but the problem is uh they're not hitting the ball enough they're not hitting it consistently and if you're not putting the bat on the ball consistently um then you know you're not going to obviously have as many opportunities um for good things to happen uh, i think one thing that we've seen uh is teams with you know m maybe they don't hit the ball as hard as the Braves, but they put the bat on the ball. And how many bloopers and weak hits have we seen uh, hurt the Braves over these first few weeks? Um, all right, so let's go to uh, strikeout rate. So the Braves' strikeout rate in 2021 was 24.3%. Uh, that was 24th in the league. So the Braves did strike out a lot last year, even when they were going good. They they were a high strikeout team, and you do expect that. I mean, again, they are built for power. Uh, so that in and of itself, not shocking. Uh, and the Braves have, I think, more obviously struggled with strikeouts to begin this season. But maybe it's a little more obvious because they're struggling everywhere else as well. But the Braves' uh, strikeout rate this season is 25.4%. So it is worse from last year. It's not obscenely worse, but that is good for 27th in baseball. 27th in baseball. Uh, that means there's only three teams worse than the Braves striking out thus far 
and two of those teams are Baltimore and Cincinnati, who are <laughs> terrible teams. Uh, so the Braves clearly are struggling uh, to put the bat on the ball. Again, if some of these other stats were better, then I think that would not be as glaring, but right now it is. All right, then finally, slugging percentage. So uh, in 2021, the Braves had a 434 slugging percentage. That was good for fifth in all of baseball. And that that one that number is very impressive to me because again with their struggles and inconsistencies in the first half you know that is included in that number so you just can tell how elite they they were particularly the the, la, the last stretch run of the season that they were fifth in all of baseball this year it's not like they're bad um, with a 391 slugging uh, they are tenth in baseball so. That one, we, we know that the Braves are powerful, okay? They, and they're even more so with Ronald Acuna back in the lineup. But these other numbers, average on-base percentage and strikeout rate, to me are clearly indicative of a team that is struggling to score and will continue to, to struggle unless they can start to improve those. Now, a lot of this is guys who simply, like I mentioned, they just need to change their approach a little bit, stay on the ball, um, you can't, you, nor will you replace, you know, half of the guys that are in the lineup for the Braves. That's not going to happen. That's not realistic. Um, but you need to recognize the guys who are struggling, and those guys need to obviously make changes. You can't just go out there and think that uh, you're going to just pull out of a of a slump uh, without making any changes. Um, while I'm throwing out these team stats, I also wanted to give you a few individual stats of the guys who are. Uh, doing the best for the Braves in these areas and the guys who are doing the worst. So for average, uh, Matt Olson is leading the team at a 275 average. Now I will point out that Travis Darno actually is hitting 288, but uh, since he doesn't, you know, he only plays about half the time. So I'm, I'm kind of putting him aside. But you know, I, I do want to mention Darno because he's been very good offensively for the Braves, come up with some really big hits, um, and I think. Uh, you might remember I, I really liked Darno coming into this season to kind of have a bounce back year, uh, and I think so far he's he's showing that. But yeah, Matt Olson has been solid even with some struggles. He actually has gone through kind of a slump lately, but he still is at a two seventy five uh, batting average. Uh, the scary thing for this team is Olson, Darno, and Austin Riley are the only three guys with a batting average of over two sixty, and it it goes down sharply after that. Now. I'm all I'm saying is the the starters, right? The guys who get regular playing time. But nonetheless, that is that scary, and it it falls off sharply. I mean, most of the guys, you have Ozzy Albies at 220, you have um, Ozuna at 218, uh, and you have uh, Duvall, who is the worst. I'll go ahead and mention him, the worst in batting average on the team as far as the regular starters at 186. Um, so yes, uh, this is why it's going to be really hard to string together any kind of rally right now if you are the Braves. Now their on-base percentage overall, uh, Matt Olson also has the best on-base percentage on the team at 390. Austin Riley is also really strong in that area as well. Just wanted to mention that that he's he's second on the team in average and on-base percentage to Olson. Uh, the worst again here we have. Adam Duvall at a 243, um, but Marcelo Zun is not much better at a 256. So these two guys in the middle of your order, um, really not doing the job. Um, 
Yeah, I mentioned Duvall. I mentioned Duvall in the last podcast. I don't want to harp on it, but, man, he has struggled so, so much. But Ozuna has really tanked lately as well. You know, I, we mentioned uh, Dansby Swanson's struggles um, early on in the season. I want to give him some credit. He's not going to show up in, in these stats, but he has turned things around uh, a decent amount. I mean, he's he's not lighting the world on fire, but he's definitely improved to the point where actually most of his numbers are better than Marcelo Zuna's. So, you know, when you're the primary DH for a team and you're not hitting, this is not a good thing. Uh, the strikeout race, uh, the best on the team actually is Ozzie Albies. Ozzie has a 19% strikeout rate, which I would say, I mean, I don't know what his career uh, percentage is, but I would assume that that's pretty good for him. Even though Ozzie has struggled, he's also hitting to some, some tough luck, uh, lately too i don't know if you've noticed that watching some braves games but he's he's been robbed on multiple occasions lately but i do i do want to and i hope that ozzy can go through a little bit of a, a hot streak here soon but swanson and duvall are the two worst on the braves for strikeout rate swanson is at 40 percent strikeout rate which is just pretty abysmal and duvall is not far behind him at a 37 percent strikeout rate now again i think Swanson has been a good bit better. He's still going to strike out. I think he, for whatever reason, he'll always have a pretty high strikeout percentage. But 40 is just ridiculous. Uh, he has, I think, changed his approach a, a good bit and struck out a good bit less over the last week. So that's been good to see. At least Swanson is willing. And I've noticed this. I want to get, give him credit for this. He is one of the few Braves who seems to you know, choke up on the bat. Uh, you know, when he gets two strikes, especially when, with runners in scoring position, just trying to put the bat on the ball, put it in play. Uh, Duvall, however, doesn't seem to have that in his game. Uh, he, you know, and we know this about him. I mean, he is a pure home run hitter, but um, you got to be able to put the bat on the ball and not swing at balls um, when you're up there. And and right now he's, he's not doing that well. Uh, slugging percentage for the Braves. Riley is actually leading the team with a 534 slugging which is great um anything over 500 is, is pretty darn good so riley has been the best on the team at that he's the only guy over 500 for the braves uh and again i'm not trying to harp on it but this is just uh how it is adam duvall is the worst on the team right now with a 278 and again when i say worst on the team this is of the um the normal starters so that is the state of the Braves offense. And I'm not trying to be a downer here, but it is just if if we want the Braves to get better, we have to uh, be able to identify uh, where they are struggling. Now, uh, how do you change it? I mean, more than anything, I think Kevin Seitzer, you know, their their primary hitting coach, he's got to get to work and get these guys to, to dedicate themselves to changing their approach a little bit. Um, he has done that in the past, and so I do have some faith that he, he can do that. Uh, but there has to be a concerted effort, a team effort, uh, to turn this thing around and not just say, oh, well, we're struggling, we'll, we'll come out of it. I, I do think there needs to be some changes to approach uh, for this team to succeed uh, and consistently hit. Um, you know, the reality is, until you get to the trade deadline, you can't expect Anthopolis to make a move. Um, I don't know that you would you necessarily should make a move this early in the season. I feel like that's a little reactive to you know to a team that's struggling offensively. Um, 
you know, I've already gone down the list of how I think, you know, the weakness in the outfield is kind of the most obvious area that the Braves could and should address. And, you know, I, I thought they should have addressed it more aggressively in the offseason with a center fielder. Um, well, that's, you know, that's past now. But when you look at internal options, well, we have to wait for Eddie Rosario to come back. I'm very, very hopeful that that eye issue was what was bothering him so much and that he will come back as a much better hitter when he returns and even a better fielder as well. Um, but he's still, you know, six to ten weeks away. So anything soon? No, I, I really don't think there's any option that's going to show up tomorrow, uh, any new option that's going to show up tomorrow and, you know, be a savior for the Braves. Now, I will say um, I do wonder where the Braves are standing on uh, on Michael Harris right now. You know, Michael Harris, a true center fielder, the number one prospect in the Braves organization at AA and hitting really well. Um, you know, I just want to mention his current numbers through 25 games. I already mentioned that he has gotten on base in all 25 of his games at AA this year. He's currently hitting 314 with a 368 on base percentage, and he's slugging 543. So all of those numbers, now I know he's at double A's, right? So you got to have that caveat, but all of those numbers are elite and would be incredibly nice uh, to put somewhere in that Braves lineup. Uh, so will the Braves uh, decide anytime soon that Harris is ready for the big leagues? You might say, well, he's in double A, he's not even triple A, so how could he be ready? But, you know, a lot of baseball people say that once you're in double A, you really are uh, a step away. A lot of guys will skip triple A. Um, maybe they choose to move him up to triple A soon if they want to get him to that level before the big leagues. But <clears throat> I, I do wonder if uh, there's some some internal discussions now with the Braves, particularly with Duvall struggling so mightily, um, if he might be an option. So I don't expect that to happen soon. But if we are another month down the road and Duvall is still struggling uh, and the Braves are still, you know, treading water around 500 or under 500, I could see it happening. Um, and, of course, that also would require Harris to continue to perform well as, as well. You know, and I also want to mention Drew Waters. I mentioned that he came, you know, he came back from injury just recently. Now, if, if he has a great month, um, you know, with that timetable, if he has a great month in AAA, could he be an option? Yes. The only thing with Drew Waters is, and I've already mentioned this, he's not as patient of a hitter. And with when you see kind of the needs that the Braves have uh, and some of the weaknesses on the team with on-base percentage and average, I think Harris is the better option there, which is why Harris is the top prospect and, um, and Waters is the third prospect. But nonetheless, uh, the Braves offense needs to get it in gear. They need to make those adjustments. And I'm really hoping, even though they're going to get some really tough pitchers uh, for the Brewers here, that that can happen. Uh, and maybe going against the toughest pitchers is a great way for it to happen. Uh, it really challenges you, puts you on edge. And so let me go ahead and preview tonight's game. Max Freed going against Corbin Burns. Like I said, Freed has been really great as of late, but Burns is always good. Uh, he has a ridiculous 1.93 ERA so far this year. Um, so, you know, the Braves better come ready to play tonight. I will say this, and you might remember it, you know, the Braves have beaten Burns in the playoffs. They also have beaten him in the regular season, and they've had some success. 
um, compared to most of the rest of the league. Riley, Swanson, and Ozuna um, all have ha- all have good numbers against Burns. All of them have all of those three have taken him deep at least once. So maybe they maybe they feel pretty comfortable uh, against him. And uh, it would be great to see the offense not just score runs, but do things the right way, manufacture some runs. Uh, hit the ball, you know, up the middle and, and the other way on, on a line. Um, take some walks, you know, do all those things that they really have not been doing thus far this season. So I'll be looking for that tonight. I hope to see it. And uh, we will uh, really hope that the Braves can put together a nice little stretch uh, now and uh, not like last year, wait until after the All-Star break. So uh, looking forward to that. And, uh, guys, I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,